Welcome to Prognosis Podcast. It's our second episode of 2014. This week is a very special episode where I, Matt, am turning the tables on Chris and Aaron here. Uh, normally, if you listen to this podcast before, Chris and or Aaron present a progressive rock or progressive metal song, and they need to explain to me why it does not fucking suck. Well, this week, as was uh, alluded to at the end of uh, last week's show, uh, I've brought in a black metal song uh, to try and convince Chris and Aaron that that does not fucking suck because they uh, evidently have no appreciation for the genre. I wouldn't go that far. I'm not going that far. I, think, I love Emperor. So I don't love Emperor, but uh, but I, I, I like some of the genre. It's not it's not that bad. And uh, but there's enough of it that fucking sucks that I am down for this challenge, my yes, friend. Absolutely. Well, I brought something I, I, I'm hoping uh, will intrigue you a little bit uh, once we listen to it. Uh, I'll explain more. We have a special guest this week. Travis has joined us. Hi guys. We've been uh, <laughs> we've been consuming lots of um, stouts and coffee flavored stouts. There's a lot of ridiculous beer on this table. Yeah, so right let's, now. you want to do the rundown of the table for for this week? We also talk, Travis doesn't know this, but we also talk about the beer that we are we drinking. We do. At that particular we're week. actively soliciting beer sponsors for our podcast. <laughs> we've had no takers yet. But, I'm surprised. Uh, we have. I, I'm not sure if they realize that we have a solid like 43, 44 people who listen to our. You know, since since 45, 45 people. Uh, I, I, I've lost I've lost the ability to track uh, who's been downloading our podcast since I moved us off of the paid site. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that most of those 75 people who are downloading us Sweet. every week moved over. But yeah, so we started. We, yeah, what do we start with? We started this week uh, uh, drinking a Teddy Bear Kisses from Upland Brewing. Uh, I did not particularly enjoy it. We put it on some uh, coffee in a French press. It was actually uh, Corvus Coffee from Colorado. is a uh, It's a bourbon barrel aged green coffee bean that was then roasted. That's a it's an interesting new trend in coffee nerd stuff. So, and um, the I think I are I speak for all of us when I would say this concept sucked ass. For beer, so drink that as coffee, and it's very interesting. Drink that as beer, and you will be a sad person. Yeah, that one didn't that one didn't work out too well. Uh, we then moved on to uh, the Eclipse fifty uh, fifty from this year, the the Java. Uh, it does smell and taste, at least to Chris and I, like that one's been aged in a bourbon barrel, though we're not sure which one. Uh, and we had that back to back with this year's Bourbon County Coffee, which is superior to almost every beer. Um, including all the ones we had tonight. The uh, I think this this eclipse is better than last it's week's eclipse. Absolutely, this is the best. This is the third variant of this year's eclipse I've had, and this one I like the most. Um, I would probably say I like this better than any of the ones from last year as well. I like the four roses better. I'm not going that far. There were several from last year that I liked more than this one. Uh, Aaron doesn't like this one enough. And then, it's uh, not that I don't like it at all. It's just it's not doing the right things for me. Well, I do have a Four Roses bottle of this year, which I'll bring next Then we week. went ahead and ran uh, a, uh, an, a, a what is it, an Expedition Stout into Espresso Beans, which was better than the previous coffee beer. It was. And we had a uh, Wake and Bake uh, as well. Terrapin. Terrapin. And then we had a Taste of Nika Whiskey, 21 year. This is a pure Malta that... What is, what is which which pure malt is that one? It's the twenty one year. We don't know enough about uh, about Japanese uh, 
<laughs> whiskeys, honestly, to, and the to, guy to read this stuff. Japanese is gone now. Yeah, he's gone, unfortunately. And then, of course, we're finishing off with Tailwinds. Uh, one year age tail dragger. It's a it's a locally produced rum that's aged for a year in bourbon barrels. The, I think it's one of their two best products that they're making currently. So that would be our booze rundown. For we also have a bottle of Bourbon County barley wine that's sitting right in front of me, which we've not opened it's, yet. It's not open. I'm not sure it needs to be open, but it may need to be open. I haven't had it yet. So oh, sad, oh sad we should open it. Definitely have we'll to do that during it. the break. Very sad for you. Uh, so anyway, we're gonna we're gonna break now. We're gonna listen to the song that I brought. Actually, before we break, I think. Um, oh yeah. Just, typically, our format is we'll have lyrics that Chris will print out and make me read. But I think this week uh, we're gonna have Aaron read the lyrics uh, since uh, I brought the song. So Aaron's gonna read the lyrics to this black metal song for us and uh, and hopefully do us proud. The name of the song and the, the, the artist has not been included, so... Yeah, typically we wouldn't in- include it yet, but okay, so Aaron, uh, if you would, do the honors. Awesome. I'm guessing this is Swedish. Close. Norwegian? Yes. Ah, it's Norwegian. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I fucking hate you guys so much. <laughs> I could do this, but I'm definitely not going to pronounce it correctly. So, and uh, to not offend any of our, you know, Scandinavian listeners, um, just if you turn off the podcast. If right you now. go ahead and pronounce Nullset as Nullset when you see <laughs> Nullset de more steen storma en somaten den de augsti som heimlin der er. All right, I don't think we need to go that far. Yeah. <laughs> so there we this go. is not going to work. So we, we will obviously have no idea what the story of this song is. And interestingly enough, neither does Matt at this point know what the song is about specifically. That's true. I, I do not. You know, while we're listening to the song, I could go ahead and punch it into Google Translate. We already tried that. <laughs> we already tried that. It's a very loose translation. But okay. So. But in any event, so we'll now, we will now pause this, we'll listen to the tune, and I'm we'll come back and talk about it. I'm just assuming that since I can't read the lyrics in a language I understand, the song must suck. It's, <laughs> you're probably right. I think you've come to a real understanding of all black metal right now. All right. Well, if it's not in English, it sucks, you fucking... Yeah, right. <laughs> Douchebag. All right, cool beans. We'll go ahead and stop. Well, if you could translate this to German, then I'd read it. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, I guess Travis would be able to help us for that, too, probably. Get on it, Travis. <laughs> Travis doesn't know no. the null set either. I'm sorry, Norwegians. <laughs> We're not doing your language uh, justice here. But we'll listen to one of your uh, fine uh, Black products right now. So. All right, here we go. Hold tight. listening to the song now matt can you tell us what this song is called this song i gotta read it because i i don't know it's isengard or which the the band is called isengard uh it's norwegian and you okay go on the name of the song is over de singend ud mur off the (laughs) album hustmork 
I really hope you're pronouncing that totally wrong. I'm sure I am. It's actually kind of close. Isengard, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about this band. Isengard is the uh, solo, one of several solo side projects uh, by Fenris, who is the uh, drummer, best known as the drummer uh, for Dark Throne. He is also the... um, one of the main subject matters uh, in the movie, Until the Light Takes Us, he's kind of the guy you see all over the place. And that's, that is absolutely, as somebody who's not into black metal, um, that is utterly worth watching. Yeah, it's an excellent movie. And I, Fenris is one of my favorite just personalities from the, the black metal genre because he kind of gets it that, I mean, I don't know. Depending on how much you know about black metal, that's an excellent movie to watch just to kind of teach you about the the different levels of insanity that black metal reached uh, in the late 90s in Norway. Uh, but Fenris, I mean, it's kind of like watching the Lemmy documentary. You see this guy who's like... No, that's even cooler. I gotta tell you. The <laughs> Lemmy documentary is fucking amazing. It is. But... Le- I mean, that guy should not be alive. That's amazing. Yeah. But Lemmy kind of... Like, the, his lifestyle is not all what you would expect. <laughs> and kind of... Fen- I mean, Fenris is in... It's almost exactly what I would expect for Fender. <laughs> it is, but it's just, it's kind of funny watching him in his day to day life because his apartment is just a shithole, and he kind of is just like poor Fender's is hearing this right now, and he's like, oh yeah, but, my but he's fu- I think Fender's like understands like it's, it's kind of a joke, and I I brought a copy of the CD, so I've had the CD for I don't know twenty. How years out now. of print is this one? This was. This was recorded in 94. I have no idea if there was ever a second pressing of this. I just want to read. The, the, the liner notes on the back are hilarious. Um, this, this CD is engineered and produced by Fenris in Niederhell Studios to get that fine demo sound. No clinical life sound here. Designed by Fenris. Front cover photo taken by Satir during Fenris's and Satir's glorious mountain trip in September 1994. Desolate Norwegian landscape rules. <laughs> we have snow. <laughs> we have snow. Yeah. Um, See if the Swedish bacon's okay. It looks fine to me. So Fenris, one of the reasons Fenris created this side project, this was his first side project, is he... Dark Throne is two, two people. Fenris, who plays drums, and then the guitarist and singer, whose name I can't remember. Um, and Dark Irrelevant. Throne... Dark Throne... Dark Throne for a long time, they were kind of the prototypical second wave black metal band. So they, you know, come hot on the heels of bands like Venom and Bathory. Um, you know, kind of taking some of that stripped down heavy metal sound uh, that those bands were doing. And then kind of putting some of the King Diamond-esque theatrics on top. So that's where the corpse paint comes from and the bullet belts and, you know, all the dark, you know, forest uh, imagery, all the shit immortal room for everybody. <laughs> yeah, else. The, the things that immortal took too far. Uh, Dark Throne is kind of the pioneering band of that, and their first three albums are considered to be the the quintessential uh, black metal sound. And Fenris wanted to take Dark Throne in in different directions, and they decided at that point that Dark Throne should remain this pure Norwegian black metal. So Fenris created this one man band, Isengard. And he wanted to introduce some more Viking metal, uh, folk, Norwegian folk music style. So in this song in particular, um, the vocals are more of kind of that sing-songy drinking hall. 
uh, <laughs> type of sound. Uh, whereas most black metal is just, you know, the, the super stripped down lo-fi screaming, which is also on this album. Um, it's not this track. Not this track. <laughs> Uh, and I picked this particularly for uh, YouTube because I wanted to see what your uh, reaction was. All right, well, here's here's what I have to say right off the bat. Um, so I don't like Dark Throne at all, um, and, and I'm kind of uh, unrepentant about that. I don't like most black metal. Um, I find it to be kind of tedious, and I find the intentional, like, reduction of sound quality to be a total fucking cop-out and musicianship. Um, this music did not bother me in any way, shape, or form. This is what I would listen to at Kuma's Corner or at, you know, uh, uh, Three Floyds or, you know, at, at, you know any of the, the heavy metal-ish, uh, you know, brew, breweries and all that kind of stuff. It would not stand out in a negative way in any capacity. So, in that sense, it's funny. But the the thing that's hilarious looking at the album cover here is, is um, Fenris is, if he were American, he would live at the mall. And he would have gotten his ass kicked all through high school just looking at him. You know, it's, he would have lived a tough life in, in America. And it's like, but in, in, in Norway, that's, you know, that's a true metal pioneer. It's, it's kind of hysterical to me. Like, you know, people overvalue some of this stuff in my, in my mind. What I'm hearing in this song is effectively kind of repetitive, but again, doesn't bother me. I'm okay with that. But it's repetitive, and it effectively sounds more like doom metal than black metal. So for to me, this is closer to like you know a, a less intelligible candle mass than it is to what I think of when I think black metal. I think typically like like Burzum, Mayhem, um, things that I truly despise. So it, so I guess in that sense, this is a winner for me because I don't despise what I just heard. But uh, and I don't hate people doing the the raspy uh, black metal vocal thing either. But yeah, I, I would say overall, I'm not a fan of black metal in general. So, but yeah, it's, this is an interesting, uh, an interesting tune. I'd probably like to hear the rest of the album, um, but I would want to hear a copy of the album because chances are this album has been out of print for 20 years and is like actually valuable. So I wouldn't even borrow it. So. <laughs> well, I just noticed when we opened a CD case, I actually have a CDR in here that's probably from late high school, early college. So I'd be happy to loan this to you if you want to listen to it. <laughs> Beautiful. Aaron, what are your thoughts? Well, much as Chris lambasted me in the Hidden episode for, he totally just fucking jumped ship and bailed on banging on black metal, so I'm about to destroy this fucking song on principle. <laughs> um, this sounds like I could have trained three ten-year-olds to play it. Uh, like I they can't sing that low. No, I could have totally. I could have taken auto tune them down there. Three kids that wanted to be in a garage band and made them play this and record it as well as this is played and recorded. I think that there that there's a a, a reality to most black metal for better or for worse is that is the idea of um, not aspiring to a, a level of of musicianship. It doesn't mean that nobody has. There are a couple drummers in black metal that are actually halfway decent. But they're all, of course, considered to be like gods of drumming, which is a, a hysterical joke. Mm-hmm. But uh, but so this would be this would not require much. This is absolutely true. Um, I I think we the, our trio could learn to play this song in one pass. Yes. In one listen, we could learn to play this whole song. We got this down. But no, like to to me, this is. Um, you know, like, th- this is every band you ever heard in high school. By the way, our trio is never, in my opinion, likely to accomplish what Fenris has accomplished. Indeed. He hit it exactly the right time, so as much as we may mock it, like, he did he did the right thing for him, but I'll shut up now. This isn't, this isn't 
like I'm not trying to validate him or <laughs> invalidate him as an artist or affect his place in musical history or in black metal in general because like I said I have no problem with the genre and you know uh, Matt's argument is facile because it, it's it's easier for him to get me to listen to a black metal record than it is for me to get him to listen to a prog metal that's record. That's true. So, but, we, but we volunteered this. It's yes, indeed. So but Aaron also listens to everything. Yeah. So that does, that but, um, you know, my, my overall impression of the song is much like Chris's. It sounds more like doom metal than black metal to me. I am used to black metal being a little bit more melodic and less droney. Um, like intentionally so like they intentionally put more melodic things into black metal now Travis scenes. is trying to be really careful right now I'm, I'm broadcasting this onto our podcast Travis is mm. trying to be really careful to not make a sound as he opens a door and pours out a, uh, a bad coffee beer he's being all quiet so right. at least now he's immortalized but, um, forever no, yeah, Aaron, Aaron just raised kind of an uh, interesting point about the melodic black metal. So the melodic black metal came a lot later. So bands like Emperor, Indeed, no, like Emperor. Venom. Like I, I have no problem with Venom as a band. I, I actually like what they were doing. Um, you know, continuing the darkness and the 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 pure aggression that Black Sabbath started. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because that that's after Sabbath did the things they did on like we sold ourselves for rock and roll and Masters of Reality and stuff like that. That sound became a linchpin for an entire genre of music the way Pantera's sound became the template for metalcore. Like, metalcore as a genre would not exist without the band Pantera. It wouldn't happen. Um, so, much like, you know, that that's where Venom came from. Venom came from, like, holy shit, Black Sabbath is the greatest band ever. Let's just do all the cool stuff that they do. And not, you know, we'll we'll ignore the harmonica, we'll ignore the blues roots, we will just fuzz out the amplifier and play down tune C and and punch you in the face with rock and roll. Um, I'm totally down for that. I respect that, and uh, I I like that sound very much. the The big thing is when you stand this up against, like I will use a prog band. Like if you were to stand this up against a Perfect Circle, the darkness element that Maynard brings into that band and the themes and the way that they go about it are, you know, I accept that more than I accept this as an artistic expression. Because, like, this to me is a cave painting. And, like, Tool is, you know, Picasso. You know what I mean? Like, when you, when you look at it, they're both completely I think, legitimate art forms. I think forms, the other three of us were hoping he would name a different painter. <laughs> like, dig deeper into your... Maplethorpe? <laughs> no! Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, Tool is Maplethorpe? Well, I should it say... Kind of uh, is. It is. <laughs> Fenris is a uh, huge aficionado of Edvard Munch. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and he... Uh, he's, he's said several times, probably not in... I, is he one of the church burners? No. Okay. No, not Fenris. That's uh, a different genre. Like that's a different era of black metal. No, but he was well, involved. No, he was era. around. Fenris was yeah. in that original. Like when Mayhem was coming up, Dark Throne was already established, and and in the movie, I mean, in until the light takes us, yeah. Fenris talks about you know Bart Burkidis mm-hmm. quite a bit, um, and Fenris is friends with Euronymous and you know Hellhammer and all those people who were in Mayhem at one point or another, um, but. I, I I totally understand what you're saying, for, you know, about you know difference between bands like Perfect Circle that type of thing. But black metal is kind of more akin to punk rock in that it's kind mm-hmm. of reactionary against what was established before, and you know, trying to you know, punk rock is equal parts people not knowing how to play their instruments but wanting to rage out and be musicians, and mm-hmm. also rejecting kind of you know 
what was popular before. So punk was reactionary against, you know, pop music, the Beatles, that type of stuff. And black metal is really reactionary against, um, you know, to a certain extent. Glam metal. Well, well yeah, <laughs> glam metal even the heavy stuff. and cock rock yeah. and, then, and death metal. Yeah. You know, black metal was seeing death metal becoming way popular commercial. all of a sudden <laughs> and commercial. And black metal is an attempt to let's just do the opposite. So instead of bass heavy, you know, death growls, let's take out all the low end, get super fuzzed out, and we'll do screaming vocals, and we'll try and keep this as simplified as possible. And this song isn't isn't a good example of that because Fenris here is trying to incorporate other aspects or other genres of music into it. But yeah, I think that by by choosing this specific he song, defeated himself. Well, by by choosing this specific tried. song, you, what you effectively did was like us choosing when we chose the Opeth song. We we knew we were stacking the deck against you. Like we knew that the odds are you're gonna be totally fine with an Opeth song. And so I know that I haven't used Tool in this podcast, but we know that anytime we feel like the odds are against us, let's just whip out a Tool song and have like, oh, I have to like this song and it is awesome. Yeah, well I thought for this first <laughs> for this first black metal, if we do another one of these, then I have I have You have to choose Something more challenging to us. Yeah. Now, see, I, so, and I don't want to go easy. I don't want to just pull no, out but, a mayhem, you know, chainsaw guts well, no, song or thing. something. Well, no, this is with Isengard. I would listen to this entire record with no problem. Like, I, I would happily put this record on and listen to it, um, just based on this song alone, uh, because of the certain aspects of it that coincide with like Dark Castle. You know, like I there there are bands that do music that sounds like this that I am completely a fan of and thoroughly enjoy. I'm actually and curious. So, um, Travis doesn't listen to this kind of music at all, right? Would that be accurate? That's accurate. Um, what would be? <laughs> does this music just basically make you want a burger and like to turn it off afterward, or what? What was your impression like? My my impression is why would somebody listen to this? <laughs> uh, that's no, that's a valid and, impression. I mean, it's like the so Travis is, is just, not a musician. Travis is a music fan, but not of the music. That, that our band like he wouldn't want to come to one of our concerts other than the fact that he knows that there would be beer there and he would be totally fucking down for some beer but uh but so yeah so uh so kind of how would you describe what you were just hearing uh to me it would be like very one note or very kind of monotonous monotonous sure sure it's it's easy listening yeah that song but I don't know why I would want to. So now, when you say being it's in a different language, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like, especially because it's in a different language, it almost falls into the same category as like atmospheric. Like when people who like electronica listen to trance music, like where it's just kind of like more noises, or, or even earlier than that, when you get into like like the Brian Eno type stuff, where it's sound painting is really, and you it's not discernible what specifically is is going on. This is not that. This is a it's a it's a very simple. Very, very simple band kind of concept, but it is kind of droning. It is trying to just kind of, it is kind of one note and, and even keel. Um, I think that is kind of like the equivalent of, of like trance, like trance metal almost. I don't know. That's kind of where, where I come from with this. But I, I, yeah, there's, I guess when I hear this, I don't hear any quality of musicianship that is specifically um, bad. Like there's no, the drummer doesn't automatically suck. And the vocals isn't automatically out of tune. They're the all the same person. Is it everybody's it's all, it's all fenders. Okay, yeah. so so there's no instrument performed on this that that is like specifically bad. Like you know, so you, you know, I have music where like I have prog music that I want to bounce off of Matt for this podcast, where I know the vocals are so bad that it's just not it's not feasible. Like I'm, it's an automatic loss. I'll eventually put one of these on, and I'm thinking kind of like Watchtower and that kind of stuff. Uh, but you know, this in this case, there's no 
automatic problem and no automatic fault here other than like um, a lack of foreground and background, a lack of like it's not going anywhere specifically. However, I imagine if we understood the lyrics, there's probably a story being told. So it's probably some kind of a mournful uh, occurrence. <laughs> Travis is now looking over the lyrics and seeing <laughs> he now sees the null set. I have Norwegian friends, uh, um, none of whom will ever hear this podcast. I hope for the love of God. But uh, I, I imagine this is kind of like he had Norwegian friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I kind of like I kind of hope this is kind of like uh, like an Edgar Allan Poe kind of thing. If you translate it, like it's you know some kind of like dark uh, you know forest thing. We were seeing some some translations. We tried yeah. to look it up on a Google Translate, and um, it was a very loose translation. It would be like three words of English, and then suddenly yeah. Like one of the a, reasons I also pulled the CD yeah. out of my canvas because I was hoping there would be uh, lyrics Liner inside. Notes. That would have been sellout. Um, that would have been not black metal. And <laughs> there there is there are lyrics for two songs. One of which is in Norwegian. One of which is in English. But it's not the song we listened to. Although I I should note that the lyrics are all handwritten and the T's are all inverted crucifixes. Um, I should, <laughs> that's really well, obviously that makes it better. Well, so you know what? I guess I, there's every chance in the world that I will be able to uh, to get this song translated by one of my friends. Um, so I, if we can get that done, Matt, maybe as like a an after an after edit, you can uh, you can read the lyrics in English yeah. at the end of the podcast and uh, and append them onto this, and uh, and maybe we we yeah, all learn something. I think that'd be interesting. But yeah, it'll be it'll be fascinating. And watch this be totally like commercial sellout bullshit. <laughs> I, I would be fucking thrilled if this is about going to like Panda Express and like it wouldn't. Like, I, I came like in Chinese like a tree <laughs> on a log. It wouldn't shock me if only because I think Fenner's is a sense of humor, but he he is an avowed anti-corporate, anti-religion, anti-politics. He is. Almost a nihilist, I would say. He, he was uh, riding in on a wrecking ball. He, this, this motherfucker can get you a toe by Monday. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nail polish. So my per, my personal opinion here is this song does not fucking suck. Um, but maybe, and I hate to say it, maybe it doesn't fucking suck because it doesn't take enough chances to fucking suck. Maybe it doesn't it doesn't extend itself far out enough to to make a lasting impression. It would. This is good. Um, you're at a loud place, uh, and you're just there to, to drink or just there to eat. You know, it's yeah. like, this and is I good think, craft beer music. I think that's part of part of this song too. I mean, he's pulling in elements of Viking metal, and Viking metal is really just songs to get drunk to. And, and there's no way you would listen to this song quietly. There's this is a this is a song that you would want to listen to loud if you're going to listen to it. This album, I assume, like this would be something that I would probably try and digest on like a road trip where I'm driving and nobody else is in my car. Just listen to the whole fucking album and be like, "What the fuck am I hearing?" It's Crest of Steel. That's that's pretty much. No, I already have. It's a I've short album. That's you wouldn't even get out of the state. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, it's good to know. Uh, uh, fuck that. This song totally fucking sucks. It has no <laughs> replay value to me whatsoever. Um, I'm not just saying that to be like a, a bitch, but like, I um, I I would not tend to throw this on. Like, if if, if I had my choice of almost every other record on the planet or this. Um, most of those would go on. That's not true. I mean, I understand why Aaron's saying this, and he believes this for the moment, but we could point out examples of records that you would not listen to before this. Oh, of course. I mean, because I just had to face down the Billboard Hot 100 for a student, and uh, (laughs) I literally lost my shit. I literally was, like, trying not to, like, yell at this poor child in my room, like, no, you 
you can't listen to this. This is horrible. Well, like see, Luke Bryan and all that, three oh. of us would agree that that music shouldn't exist. But this for is any inf- good this is reason. infinitely better than um, I, for me. I would say this is infinitely better than almost any pop music that doesn't have real instruments in it. Absolutely, because so. like that that's not even real music. It doesn't even exist. Like <laughs> if you made your exist. entire song on an MPC. That's not music. They don't do that anymore now. It's all software. Oh, it's all yeah. software. Okay, and so if you algorithms. used your machine to make it, that doesn't work either. So. Yeah, so I, I bet you there's no autotune anywhere on this recording. Yeah, not, at all. not at all. I bet you there's no quantize. That actually is probably the greatest achievement in the song. The fact that there's probably no quantize. Almost certainly, in, in 1994, they could not afford anything that could quantize back then. It would have been a Dr. Beat, and he's a drummer, so he wouldn't have done Dr. Beat. So that, Aaron, you have to admit... Um, the ten-year-old bands, yeah, you would not find one that could play this in time. This like monotone in time. It could totally happen. No, and, like couldn't happen. You, I, I'll record this album to prove it. You could like, do it. I, yeah. You could do it, but you're a grown-ass man. <laughs> <laughs> so some ten-year-old students, not a chance. And, and everybody would cut and paste it these days. They'd be like, "Well, here's our chorus, and let's put it in four times in the song. And here's our verse. We'll put this in four times. And here's my eight-string guitar." Thank God I have an XFX. I'm not here to crucify modern music. I'm here to crucify this music. <laughs> I fucking nailed it to the upside down cross that it belongs on and put it in the burning church where it was founded. I Fuck this song. To say about that. Travis, any parting words? Uh, I would say as an unbiased, only uneducated opinion, this, talk, this song fucking sucks. <laughs> All right, well, it looks like uh, we're, we're basically split. at a tie here, 50-50. So I will, so I'll call uh, that a win. I don't think my vote counts. Uh, no, it, no it totally counts, and we're going to call that a win for Matt because this should have been, like, hands down defeat. No, he could have done so, so much worse, and he will do so much worse. I will worse. do so much worse. I look forward to another uh, black metal uh, trip on this podcast. However, next week, I suspect we will go full-on progressive again. We have some great ideas to bounce off of Matt. Some beautiful progressive masterpieces in the 13 to 15 minute range. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he's already dreading it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> we'll, we'll be trying our third there, there are song. There are specific artists, which I'm sure that the, the five people that listen to our podcast have not heard yet uh, that are, are easy progressive mainstays that we should have gotten to by now. We apologize for, for not you know showing the respect to our elders they deserve. They will appear this I apologize year. for nothing. You should. <laughs> I apologize for that. We've only got so many podcasts we can do. That's true. All right. Well, I'll put my uh, thinking cap on and try and think of uh, something more offensive in the black metal genre to uh, play for you guys next time we do one of these. And Matt, I'll try and find some uh, some fair use legal music for you to use in the background if you reciting the lyrics. Maybe you'll find a nice like happy lullaby, like <laughs> where you can read these beautiful lyrics. Maybe we can get some wind noises, or maybe Aaron could just stand behind you and make Foley art. What was what was that synth tone that we named? In uh, the Crystal Hall. Crystal Hall and Ice Bells. Ice Bells, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Crystal Hall yeah. slash yeah. Ice Bell. You can get some of that going. I right. can make that happen for you. All right, well, I'll, I'll be proud to do that. All right, well, so I would say this song, was this was not a, a defeat for Matt, nor was it a solid full victory. That would be about, about par for the course for this podcast. Yeah. Um, so, uh, One thing we can all agree on is that uh, 2013 Bourbon County uh, Barley Wine is a winner. One no, thing that, that three of us can agree on that Aaron has not yet tried is blending 2013 Bourbon County Barley Wine and 2013 Bourbon County Stout is quite either. delicious. I can so. also believe it, yes. <laughs> all right, well, we'll go ahead and sign out for this, uh, for this podcast. And yeah, we'll thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, I'll see you next week.